Hello, Ampies. We are here to read some five-star reviews. Yay! Blah, blah, blah. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Um, of course, on Apple Podcasts and other places. I haven't looked it up. Uh, you can leave us five-star reviews. Please do. Um, nothing less than five stars. Otherwise, we will cry. <laughs> Please. We're so nice. <laughs> we're good people. <laughs> So, um, the first one is from Several Large Angry Birds. Incredible. What a name. Crows, possibly? Kaka, bitch. Saying, so amped for this pod. I am not a believer. But how could I deny what's right in front of me? A delightful pod. That's what. I found this show through Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and I'm so glad I did. TBD is iconic, and we need to talk about it more. True. True. Please keep making more of this incredible content. I love the Bonnie love and chaotic bisexual energy. It gives me life, clears my skin, cures my depression, waters my crops, etc. Adore you all. <laughs> Honestly, Bonnie love and chaotic bisexual energy is the theme of this podcast. That's the brand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Paige Suff. Uh, the title is I Am a Believer. In this podcast, that is. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> People really love a uh, Euralena monologue, Morgan. It's the best monologue. <laughs> it's not me. It's just the raw power of the I'm not a believer monologue. <laughs> uh, I love the Empire Diaries. I had just started my rewatch when I found the pod, and I cannot wait for season two. Oh, well, it's here, baby. More demo, more heightenedness. <laughs> More corniness, more reenacted dramatic monologues and excerpts. I knew the risks, but I had to listen. Yes. Uh, yes. Good stuff, baby. And our third and final five-star review for, for this episode, all caps, uh, from HB67007. Everything is heightened. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect podcast. The more I listen, the more I know how great it is. The Aww. more we talk, the more we, we know it's great, too. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so, uh, these are so sweet. They are truly uh, killing me. Thank you so much for reviewing the show. <laughs> I'm so glad that people enjoy how dumb we are. <laughs> Seriously. We're recording this uh, also Zooming at the same time, so we can now all see each other, and I'm just like clasping my hands over my heart repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is about us finally Zooming is that because, again, uh, season two premiere just dropped. We can now see each other do the wolf jump. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it for uh, you listeners. You guys still can't see it, but we can. <laughs> this should be worried to bring up the Vampire Diaries casting that never was. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Uh, Latoya sent us a, uh, article with a piece of incendiary information, which is that Elena Gilbert was almost played by Ashley Simpson. Ashley Lala Simpson herself. You make me wanna I would pay good money to see a pilot with Ashley Simpson as Elena. Ashley, formerly married to Pete Wentz Simpson. I had a copy of like whatever magazine they gave the photo rights for their wedding to. They're like very emo goth wedding. 
And I was like, this is so cool. I wish it was me. But I could, you know, allow it to be Ashley. Uh, so warm spot in my heart. It would be perfect for all the Fallout Boy references. Mm-hmm. It would. It would come full circle. I do wonder um, how distracting it would be if Elena all of a sudden got a nose job uh, in the middle of seasons. Allegedly. <laughs> I am currently doing my 30 Rock rewatch, and there is a moment where Dr. Smichemin points to his wall of clients, and Ashley Simpson is on it, along with Alf. (laughs) And it did uh, make me hysterically laugh. Did it make you want to lala? (laughs) It did. Most things do, though. uh, What an iconic jam. An iconic jam that was like a central figure in an episode of Smallville. Good. Yeah. I can bring it back to Smallville always, Jill. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the CW uh, at the time really wanted Ashley Simpson to play the role. Because again, this was a hot pilot, as, as mm-hmm. we, we talked about before. Uh, they decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> what have her credits been like before that? She did Seventh Heaven. Oh, and she had a reality show, right? Well, yeah, the Ashley Simpson show. So, like, she started as an actress. Like, she was on some comforts, and then she got into the music. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was she was on there with uh, Tyler Hecklin, who we were just mentioning earlier. Tyler Hecklin of Palm Springs and having a good butt fame. Is that <laughs> uh, how you say his name? It is, uh, or as my brother has called him since Seventh Heaven, uh, Hoenchillin. <laughs> That's how he pronounces it. I say Hoenchillin. <laughs> my... My dad also says Hoechlin. Uh, when we were watching Teen Wolf all together, my dad developed very real feelings for Tyler Hecklin. <laughs> my dad loves him, but refuses to learn how to pronounce his name and constantly <laughs> asks me if I've met him yet. Because <laughs> I work in Hollywood. <laughs> and he's like, when are you going to meet my buddy? And that could mean any number of people, but it... About 40% of the time means Tyler Hecklin. So there you go. <laughs> A new dad fact. <laughs> and so as I was saying, <laughs> uh, the CW decided to go in a different direction, obviously. And instead they placed uh, Ashley on Merrow's Place 2.0, my beloved show, where she was uh, written off very quickly uh, with Colin Egglesfield character because they both were terrible. <laughs> Oh, ouch. I have, I've not had the pleasure of watching uh, Melrose Place uh, 1.0 or 2.0, but I, I know they're good. There's also, let's see, we found some other casting things that weren't, which were amusing, which were less terrifying than the, the threat of Ashley Simpson starring as Elena Gilbert. The threat. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> this is, I like Ashley Simpson, but still, imagine her as Elena Gilbert. It, it is wrong. It does seem wrong. Like, it, it, it wrong seems wrong for it to be anyone but Nina. So, like, it is an affront to me personally. Uh, <laughs> and um, it does feel like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you. <laughs> My compliments to Ashley. Again, pieces of me. Rules. Love me for me. Rules. Lala. Rules. Shadow. I'll stand for it. <laughs> But Elena Gilbert, she is not. Taylor Swift. (laughs) Uh, That is a good shocking piece of news to leave them with. 
so Taylor Swift apparently inspired a fan favorite char- character and a, a favorite character of the Empire Diaries. Mm-hmm. And I had a more potential guess. Uh, they did not guess correctly. Completely wrong. Because <laughs> uh, the answer was Lexi. What about Lexi is like Taylor Swift of like 2009? She's blonde. <laughs> she wears high heels. She wears... she is neither cheer captain nor in the bleachers i don't understand it they are both white and blonde i mean if you're looking for a taylor swift type you're looking for white and blonde and that's about it yeah she's nothing like taylor swift's character in new girl shut up you always bring a stupid character up i hate it so much she does this she like clasps her hands together and then she yells, take me away from all this madness. And I'm like, all right, this is fun. There, we got another reenactment in the intro. And then, so there were a couple other casting choices we wanted to discuss. But because of where we are in season two right now, we can't. <laughs> and we definitely didn't discuss them already and then realize we can't put them in this intro. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, The Empire Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we were talking episodes three and four of season two of the Vampire Diaries, Bad Moon Rising and Memory Lane. Uh, we are getting into season two, you guys. A lot is already happening, but still we're in the early goings. So as usual, I have to ask Jill. How did you feel about these two episodes of television? Guys, these two episodes got me real amped for season two. <laughs> yes. yes. I like where you're going. What are the things you'd say you're most intrigued by, like most excited for in the season based on these like first four episodes? Uh, Catherine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, love that whole arc, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about like a character living up to the hype, basically, because all you really had is everyone's stories about Catherine and then some flashbacks. But seeing her in the present, it's like, oh, yeah, she is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she is that bitch. She fucking rules. I actually do not know if there are people who will be like, well, how can you defend everything Catherine does? Because she's so t- she is a monster. But, you know, don't worry. We also love Mason Lockwood, the chillest dude that ever was. Yes. Uh, yeah, he is chill as hell. And it is such a refreshing change of pace. <laughs> He's just, he just wants to drink and hang out with his friends. And fuck you, Damon. <laughs> it's... Like, it's so annoying that Damon does this because I, and especially like, I love Damon. I know we were harsh on Damon last episode, but I do love him. But like, oh my God, don't ruin the one chill guy being here. <laughs> Let's just all have fun. You dummy. Like, yet again, Damo's plan completely backfires on him. Fucked up shit. Uh, and Jill, what are you thinking about the werewolf stuff that we're, we're getting more of now and we're learning about how you triggered the werewolf curse and all that? Um, 
I like the trigger. I think that's really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's still very new. So getting used to it, but I'm excited to see where it goes for sure. I want to see Tyler kill someone. Oh boy. So we've gone from wanting Tyler to maybe not go too far and kill someone to jumping like, I'm all in on Tyler murdering a person. <laughs> yeah. He should have murdered his dad. I mean, we wish. We wish. <laughs> if only the son killed the father. <laughs> and But also in the season, you know, we've got Caroline as a vampire. So how are you feeling about Caroline the vampire and her eyeliner that comes with it? <laughs> Again incredible i love it her like dark eyeshadow mm. i'm doing a chef's kiss you can't see it but incredible that's okay. morgan do you remember basically your experience watching this for the first time when it originally aired huh what was my experience um i mean i was obsessed with it as we have spoken about uh previously let me look uh bad moon rising this is september 23rd 2010 uh this is six days before my birthday i am turning what am i turning i'm turning 18 here i think yeah i'm turning 18 this week so um what am i doing i'm the first one of my friends to turn 18 uh i'm uh very anxious because high school's hard uh, and I'm wondering, I'm looking in mirrors at American Eagle and wondering why I don't look like Nina Dobra. <laughs> and would you like to talk more about that? Uh, Jill pointed out one of her outfits, which was like a denim miniskirt and leggings in an outfit. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like I wore that exact outfit, bought it at American Eagle, was like, okay, like I'm wearing what she's wearing, <laughs> but it doesn't quite look like uh, her. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I'm, I mean, if you have any insight into why I didn't look like Nina Dobrev at 18, <laughs> I'd love to hear why. <laughs> uh, at the point that we're recording, everyone, um, Morgan has not provided us with the art for our podcast. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, with the art she creates, maybe she will look like Nina Dobrev. Um, all of you in the future, uh, if the art for our podcast is a poorly drawn... Um, <laughs> sketch of Nina Dobrev as Catherine and as Elena next to each other that I have done. I just want to say that I'm really sorry. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening to this in spite of that. Yeah, thank you for getting this far, despite the artwork that hopefully exists. Um, I am going to fight for it to not be that. It's all I want. Joe, do you think it should be the artwork? Listen, I think the artwork should be just a picture of Morgan trying to look like Nina Dobrev. <laughs> I will go back through pictures in roughly this era and see if I have any where I am in a, like, pseudo-Elena Gilbert outfit. Perfect. <laughs> so we want this to be the least listened to podcast ever, right? Yeah, what we're saying essentially is we want no one to ever listen to this. <laughs> We will watch every episode. We just hope you never listen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like for me at this time, what was I feeling? I mean, obviously I was feeling that it slapped definitely for sure. Season two. I was just like, this oh, is yeah. great. I, I love what I'm watching. I'm an adult. I'm living in LA. I, like, I just moved out to LA in December of like the previous year. So <laughs> I was on my own watching Vampire Diaries in my studio apartment. Mm-hmm. And... 
I was like, hey, that's Mason Lockwood. He's a really nice guy. I hope uh, Damon stops being a dick to him. And, you know, Damon is a dick to him. <laughs> I really love the Caroline Seven stuff. And we discussed this in the last episode. It's just like, yeah. and we'll discuss it more. But wow, the, the Stefan smiles in Bad Moon Rising. It's like a record, right? For him to smile without either Lexi being there or him being on human blood. Yeah, it's really lovely. Uh, Paul Wesley has a nice smile. <laughs> Paul Wesley, attractive? Question mark. <laughs> Look, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I was fascinated by the werewolf stuff. I was like curious to see where it would go because we've all seen enough vampire and werewolf media to know that some shows do it right, some do it wrong. Mm-hmm. We all, yeah, we want to see. I wasn't thinking about the slave quarters for the Lockwood uh, estate, but like, it just wasn't thinking about it in that moment. I was thinking about it later in like uh-huh. later episodes, but just not that moment. It's a it's a rough it's a rough uh, it's a rough moment. I mean, I guess they are uh, accurately acknowledging that they are in the South. We'll talk about it. It's an insane scene when uh, Carol is explaining it to Tyra. Yeah, it is. Um, it's weird sometimes when they acknowledge it and they're like, and they're saying in the scene, we don't like acknowledging this. <laughs> but then it's the next episode, they're just like, let's acknowledge this a lot. Yep. So yeah, let's get into it. Bad Moon Rising. Rick is back, baby. Hell yes. Um, what a strong start to an episode. Rick is back uh, with his best hair. Yeah, the return of Alaric with some good ass hair. Jill, how are you you feeling about that hair? Oh, this opening of this episode, everyone looked so good. That was rowdy. Yeah, season two, everyone's looking really good. Mm -hmm. And then they just look hideous the rest of the series, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go downhill. They're all very unattractive. These gross actors. (laughs) The CW missed the mark with the casting of the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. (laughs) Uh, well, we'll mention this, uh, obviously, but one of these episodes, even a tow truck driver who has, like, one line is upsettingly hot. Strikingly hot. <laughs> Barely in a scene. Never shows up again. And yet, like, not, because we've talked about before, like, extras, how they look like, basically, maybe they auditioned for the show and didn't get it. They just, like, look like stand-ins for the actors. But this guy was, like, very, very, very attractive. <laughs> Maybe he had more lines and it got cut. <laughs> maybe he was, I don't know. Maybe he was like BJ Britt's um, stand-in in the previous episode or something. <laughs> yeah, he was handsome as all heck. Uh, but anyways, this scene, they decide to like ask Alaric what he knows about werewolves. And well, well they don't even ask about that because we want to know about the, Lock, the Lockwoods. So they bring up Isabel's research, you know, about the occult and everything. And then he brings up werewolves, you know, the lycanthrope is what he said <laughs> in the chat. I, of course, wrote lichens. Hell yeah. Let's talk lichens, baby. I always feel like the little nerd I am whenever people are like, I don't understand why they're called lichens. I'm like, it's because of lycanthropes. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so the other moon. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is when Damon makes one of like many mentions of Lon Chaney. He says Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney so many times in the scene because he's an old fucking man. He does say it three times. <laughs> That's more than you need to say in any given scene, really. It is quite a few, but he basically he says that uh, that a Lon Chaney being around is very bad for him, Abella Lugosi. 
Because again, old man. Uh, we love a reference. But um, so while this is going, like Tyler is like watching Mason Lockwood run, which I mean, same, babe, go off. <laughs> Please, we would love to follow you following him run more, Tyler. Yeah, however many things they want to do with that is cool. Yeah, and... Damon is being very presumptuous uh, as they're intercutting this thing. If werewolves exist, uh, where the hell are they? And he's like, I would know about them. It's like, you dummy. You, you're so stupid. You don't know anything. You don't know about anything. You're so dumb. Uh, I love him. I love him. Uh, but yeah, he's um, he's worried that like, you know, Tyler and Mason are going to be bad for them. Alaric says, suggests they go to Isabel's office at Duke because Isabel is technically still just considered missing, mm-hmm. not dead, because of course, no body because, you know, vampire. So uh, road trip, baby. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, Tyler's seen some chains. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he takes pictures of the uh, scratches on the wall and all of this stuff, which is, uh, you know, concerning. Tyler Lockwood, a journalist? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he's not a fell, so... <laughs> he can't do it. He can't get into the business. Uh, so then we go to Caroline's house, and she is trapped inside because of the sunlight. And Matt has come to visit her, and she can't, like, come see him, and it's very sad. Yeah, I wrote my notes, still sun equals bad. And then Caroline somehow does a controlled slide against the air, not the wall or the door. Um, so it's just said, an air slide, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing with the form. You gotta appreciate that. I don't know if Nina would approve, but like, mm-hmm. it's something new. This is the beginning of Caroline being in a very bad outfit this whole episode that I don't like. I mean, it was 2010. Who was in a good outfit? Besides Paul Wesley. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wesley is in a very good outfit. He's in like an American apparel v-neck. And that was the deal back then. Uh, But yeah, Caroline's in like an Ed Hardy (laughs) t-shirt. It really is. And I was like, honey, no. But I love her. And I have written in my notes, Caroline leaves Matt on red. Oh, God. Idiot. (laughs) Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Should, we should have just called this the Idiot Diaries. <laughs> it is. Uh, so that our next scene is a Stefan and Elena scene. And, uh, like, you know, uh, Elena's going to go to Duke. And, uh, like, she's wishing that Stefan could come with. And she's saying, I don't have to go if you don't want me going. Like, I know you probably don't want me hanging out with Damon. And Stefan's like, no, it's fine. I don't love it. But um, I'm a good boyfriend. <laughs> He is, yeah, and he he has to take care of Caroline. Mm-hmm. So, which in my notes I wrote, Steve taking care of Caroline. Although I guess we have to call her Caro now, based on the one time Joel called her Caro in the chat. Caro. <laughs> Jill, yeah, Jill did come up with a new nickname this episode, and that is important. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, they're really cute in this scene. It's very nice. I like it. Yeah. I can't wait till the day Jill creates a a nickname for Elena. I'm going to lose my shit. You're going to start calling her Ellie. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Our next scene is a Rick and Jenna scene. They're out on the porch. I have written in my notes, Jenna, get that dick. Um, He is trying to kind of give her that like half-hearted, like, yeah, I've been busy, but like, hopefully like soon you and I can kind of, and she's like, no, 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 no. No half measures. Like, come back. Like, do what you need to do and come back. 
Way to have some self-respect, Jenna. I do love that for her. She needs that so much. She truly does. Um, we go to the car uh, and um, Damon is being an asshole. And Elena is like just like, giving him death glares. She's trying to like burn a hole through him and it's amazing. She's truly like trying to murder him with her eyes. And he like David makes some joke about it. he's like, oh, I'll take really good care of her. And then Elena glares at him, grabs Stefan and just max on him. What did you think was going to happen, Damo? You idiot. It rules. And Damon's immediately like, whatever, it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. Bye. <laughs> he's such a dweeb. Uh, also, I guess reminder to everyone: we love Damo, but he's also an idiot and a dweeb. Again, uh, I love to watch him step on rakes. He's great. <laughs> then over at the Lockwood Mansion, we have the aforementioned conversation with Tyler and Carol. The most insane scene. Carol says it was the original plantation house, beautiful antebellum architecture, and if it hadn't burnt to the ground, we'd probably be living in it. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. And then she and she does later say, well, this is the South, honey, but no one likes to reminisce about the old slave days, which is yikes. Convenient about how all the founding families' old houses burned down. Uh, the Salvatore's old house, uh, the Lockwoods, and they have to live in these nice new places where there are never any slaves. <laughs> convenient huh convenient stuff <laughs> also um it'd be really hard for production if they all lived in like old huge houses <laughs> <laughs> like if they all lived in huge old plantation style homes that would be extremely hard for them to pay for but it'd be pretty funny to watch them try to dance around it oh that i would like uh so then uh mason comes in and uh like he's like what are you guys talking about and tyler is being all shady and he's like we were talking about the old lockwood property but i want to have friends over to the swimming hole god the south a swimming hole truly and like carol's like well be careful if anything happens like it's on the family property and we're liable yeah and uh i'm not paying for any of these stupid idiot children yep which like fair carol yeah, she already, her husband just died. She has a lot on her plate right now. She's the mayor now. She also knows her son is dumb. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. So our events of the week are swimming hole and road trip, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Uh, then we go to a, we go to a Stefan and Bonnie scene there at the grill and they're talking about making Caroline a daylight ring. Yeah, it is a really good scene. Obviously, I love Bonnie and Caroline's friendship, but I really like... Um, the way they wrote Bonnie's struggles with Caroline being a vampire because it makes a lot of sense, especially through everything she's gone through. Yeah, like it's it's the same thing with like I, the thing that I believe about like Elena being mad at Damon in this episode and not forgiving him right away. Like I wouldn't respect her if she folded on her principles. And it's the same thing with Bonnie. Like she has made this stance against vampires. And so she like doesn't know how to alter it or understand what's going on with Caroline. And mm. it's, it's really good. Yeah. I think it's great. She's really skeptical and Stefan is very optimistic and is kind of saying we have to nurture her humanity if she's going to have a chance at like making it out of here. And Bonnie said she doesn't know if she can trust Caroline. So Stefan asks her to trust him. I don't know if she can do that either, really, but she does. And also, it 
despite like her you know her issues with this it's not like she's a zealot like the founders council or like john gilbert like she has a reason to to worry about this to her basically her best friend it seems is dead and she like watched her kill someone yeah a cute boy that body could have kissed yeah this damn show fucked up so we're in the car and we're with uh damon and alaric and elena and we're road tripping and uh, David says that uh, David lies in the scene and says that he saw that Jeremy was wearing the ring before he snapped his neck. But she does not buy his lie. And how can you lie while while Lifehouse is playing on the radio? How dare you, David? <laughs> Pretty rude. <laughs> um, Jill, when you were at this point, did you think that David was telling the truth here? No. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like. I hoped for it, but I knew in my heart that no. <laughs> yeah yeah you girl <laughs> i remember like obviously it was a, a topic of conversation did damon see the ring did he not i'm trying to remember what i thought i i feel like i didn't believe that he saw the ring i probably did i'm a very trusting person <laughs> at uh 17 i was like i was truly like mr ian has never done anything wrong in his life <laughs> Um, but I, but I, but I don't think I was like horrified and angry and didn't believe it when they said he did. I was like, oh, okay, fuck. Although his excuse for it is still a very silly excuse, and we'll get to it. Oh yeah, we will. Um, so then we go to Caroline's house, and Bonnie, Caroline, and Stefan are in Caroline's bedroom, and Bonnie is making the ring, and Caroline is being a little bitch. This is, again, uh, bringing up a lot, this is like, you are such a little liar, Bonnie. That's what this is again. That's, that's the same vibe. It fully is. She's in the smoky eye. She's in the Ed Hardy t-shirt. She's like, I don't fucking like this ring. I don't want to <laughs> wear it forever. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Um, she's really petty about the ring. And Bonnie kind of like attaches a bunch of strings to mm-hmm. giving her the ring. She says, you know, I'm the witch who will have spelled this, which means that I can take away its power whenever I want to. So if you hurt anybody, I will fucking, you know, take yeah. this away and you won't have a daylight ring anymore. And Caroline's Bonnie, you're supposed to be my friend. And Bonnie says, well, you have to prove to me that, that the, my friend, my Caroline is still in there and you're not just a vampire who's consumed by blood, basically, which mm-hmm. is a fair point. But yeah, Caroline's not happy. She says Bonnie probably couldn't even do the spell. <laughs> it is such a fair point, and Bonnie has every right to make it. Uh, but, be, you know, being as uh, much of a Caroline stan as I am, it's like hearing that, um, you know, through her ears, you're like, oh, like that must just like suck. Like, Stefan is right. She does need people to believe in her right now. And it, it does suck for her to not have it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it when uh, Caroline and Bonnie are not best friends. I can deal with Bonnie and Elena being on the outs and Caroline and Elena being on the outs, but not Bonnie and uh, Caroline. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then it's very funny because she puts on the ring and they're like, huh, I don't know if it worked. And Bonnie just opens the curtains. letting all of the sunlight in and she's like cool it worked and caroline is freaking out and she's like what if it hadn't (laughs) and bonnie just leaves her for stefan and uh but jill was focusing on uh the shoes on the bed situation Mm -hmm. guys i hate it 
I hate when people have shoes on their bed in a show. That is so fair. I mean, because you were the one complaining, I couldn't be like, oh, I could be, but well, white people are always having shoes on the bed, and that's just what this is. White people are always making out of woods. White people are always having shoes on the bed. You have to like deal with your people, Jill. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, you moved to Duke. Duke, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, and we meet uh, Vanessa Monroe. Yeah, what a, a fake name if ever there was one for a television show. No offense to TV's Courtney Ford, but like mm-hmm. Vanessa Monroe, come on. Yeah, she does sound like she should be like a like a broadcast news anchor. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but uh, TV's Courtney Ford plays Vanessa Monroe, mm-hmm. um, known mostly for Dexter, uh, Parenthood. She was just uh, she and her husband Brandon Routh uh, just finished out their their time on Legend of Tomorrow, and I'm very sad about that. Um, Supernatural. Vanessa Monroe, played by TV's Courtney Ford, uh, like used to work with um, Isabel. She was a research assistant, and she uh, sees Elena and freaks the fuck out, as like everyone, like every other person on the show does. Yeah, uh, she fucking tries to shoot her with a crossbow, and Damon, you know, zoops over and and human shields her. The first thing she does here is tries to shoot Elena with a crossbow. That's not calm at all. Yeah, it's a it's a no thanks situation for sure. <laughs> then um, later, Elena has to pull the arrow out of Damon's back. Again, I write in the chat that it is funny when Damon is hurt. It really, really is. <laughs> um, and it's great. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go kill that bitch for shooting me with an arrow. And Elena is like, absolutely not. If you touch her, I won't speak to you again. And you pretend he doesn't care about that, as like even though that's all he cares about. It's really funny, uh, and she's like, and she kind of calls his bluff, and he's like, whatever, and leaves. Wow, your Jabo impression sounds like your Matt impression, Morgan. Well, yeah, I have one impression of the male voice, and it's that. So, <laughs> yeah, it also sounds like your Jeremy impression and your Tyler impression. Whoa, God, guys, whoa, angry. <laughs> <laughs> It's also your Michael impression. It is exactly my Michael impression, which is uh, uncharitable. Michael has a nice sounding voice. Um, but yeah, uh, Vanessa's, Vanessa talks to Alaric and she's like, I'm sorry, like, that's Catherine Pierce and Damon Salvatore. They're both like, they're both like alive in 1864. This is fucked. <laughs> and then, yeah, Lena introduces herself as Isabel's daughter and a descendant of Catherine Pierce, because... Uh, We've, we've just accepted that part. Mm-hmm. And then, Jesus, my notes, because I write Steve in my notes now because I'm fucking Jill. <laughs> You're welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Steve's teaching Caroline how to hunt wabbits. It's cute. And then the scene that drove me insane, <laughs> it was just Stefan explaining, because uh, Caroline's spiraling because she's Caroline. She doesn't want to eat rabbits, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And Stefan's very amused by all of this. And he's trying to dance around what he's trying to say, but he uses the words amplified and magnified mm-hmm. instead of heightened. And I was furious. <laughs> Just heightened. But then Caroline says her iconic line, which I love so much, where she says, so you're saying basically, you're saying now that I'm basically an insecure neurotic control freak on crack? <laughs> <laughs> which is, what a gift. What a gift, honey. I love you. 
Um, and she's like yelling, like, you want me to eat bunnies? Like, this is bad. I just adore her. And yeah, it, it is so nice to see Stefan smile um, and just like be relaxed and happy. It's the cutest. <laughs> It really is, although he's teaching Caroline of all people to hunt bunnies. And again, it's to the the issue of because Stefan can't control himself, he doesn't know how to teach others how to control themselves with human blood. So mm-hmm. like in theory it'd be fine if Caroline just drank like blood bags. Yeah. But Stefan can't be the one to teach her that because Stefan's a mess. Yeah. But then he but he does end the scene by saying, like, you we like we will go to the swimming hole after this because you should see Matt because he's like a good connection to your humanity. Being around him is good for you. Which is very nice. And she's really excited. And we love her. And then nothing bad happens, that's for sure. Nothing bad happens ever. Uh so then we go on over to Duke where also nothing bad is happening. Um <laughs> and uh I don't know. Damo's being Damo's being Damo. Yeah, he's just being a little snooper while Elena and Vanessa Monroe speak. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just wrote Elena slash Courtney Ford in my notes. I don't know what else happened in the scene. I, I just wrote down that Elena calls Damon a first-rate jackass. She does. <laughs> she does. Which I think is, like, all we need to know. <laughs> uh, so, then, so then we're back in the woods. We're, uh, we're at the swimming hole. We're at the swimming hole, you guys. And um, Tyler and Matt are are hanging out being bros. And Tyler's checking out Amy Bradley, uh, played by TV's Taya Sakaar from The Good Place. And I will say, because of The Vampire Diaries, the amount of baggage I had whenever I would see Taya Sakaar in anything else. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she has a crush on Matt. Like, when he showed up in The Good Place, I'm like, fucking crush on Matt. I I will never forgive her. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. No, I uh, I really like this actress. Uh, I also notably know her from uh, Seventeen again. <laughs> oh yeah, your dad's favorite movie. My my father's favorite movie. Um, can I tell a brief story about my dad's favorite movie, Seventeen again? Of course, because I know the story, but the the podcast listening audience does not know the story. Okay, hi podcast audience. Uh, one time I was just going about my business in my normal adult life and I got a text from my mom saying do you know anything about the movie 17 again and it seemed urgent and I said yeah I do like it's a it's an underrated Zac Efron performance in my opinion like it's it's a nice movie you know that I saw when I was in high school your dad saw a preview for it and now he can't stop talking about it and I said how did he see a preview for like a movie that came out in like 2009 and then he said okay actually he saw like a minute of it on cable and I said oh okay that makes a lot more sense and I was like well I don't think I looked it up I was like it's not really streaming anywhere so I'm sorry and then the next time I was on the phone with them my dad like grabbed the phone out of my mom's hand and was like where do I watch 17 again <laughs> he like he saw the scene where like Michelle Trachtenberg is trying to like fuck Zac Efron and she's like his daughter and he's like trying to run away from her and he's like this is hilarious Zac Efron's such a good actor and then he saw a scene with like Melora Hardin and thought she was wonderful which I mean, fair. When isn't she? Uh, but I was, I was like, well, Dad, you know that Michelle Trachtenberg's his daughter in that scene, right? And then my dad laughed so hard, and he goes, "It's even better than I thought." <laughs> he just couldn't believe it. The premise of it was constantly wowing him. So then the next time I went there, 
I bought my father a Blu-ray of Seventeen again. I'm so excited. I think I'm being a great daughter. I present it to him and I receive no reaction. (laughs) It's in fairness, it's like been a month, but I was like, you, we talked about this a lot. And he was like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And then later when I went back, the movie was like still in plastic wrapping and I will never forgive my father. (laughs) And that's how the dissolution of Morgan's relationship with her father happened, you guys. Yeah, that's how that's how it happened. I, my dad's a great guy, big fan, ten out of ten. But uh, this is a wound that'll never heal. <laughs> <laughs> and so, where uh, Cut by Plum starts to play. Yeah, Cut by Plum should definitely play here. <laughs> Yes. How did? How on earth were we talking about Seventeen again? Oh, right, because of the actress who plays Amy. Yes, because of Taya Sakar. So her whole thing is that she thinks Matt's cute, which I mean, understandable. It's a relatable whole thing to have. But while Tyler's checking her out and she's thinking that Matt's cute, Stefan and Caroline are being so adorable, and it makes me want to. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Also, like Tyler is actually like a very nice friend in this scene and is like, what's going on with your girlfriend, Caroline? And Matt's like, oh, man, I wish I knew. Like he's uh, he's really grumbly and sad. Uh, then Mason shows up and then says, hey, everyone better be out of here by dark. Uh, and Tyler's like, well, why? And Mason's like, because someone will end up like wasted and dead at the bottom of the lake and we'll be liable. You would assume that Mason would be the type who would want to drink with children. He is not. Yeah, good for him. Mason's a good boy. Yeah, instead he's just like, just move the party when it gets dark. And Tyler's like, all right, fair enough. But, you know, he's suspicious because Mason's being suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, then Stephanie and Caroline have their, like, second half of their scene where they're, uh, again, upsettingly cute. Yeah, um, I cannot remain unbiased when discussing these two. Uh, you, no one has asked you to be unbiased. Please be biased. Uh, they're just so cute and, and, and pretty. <laughs> they, uh, truly are. They're really cute. She does this little riff about him doing a serious vampire look and how it's not very different from his worried vampire look and how both of them aren't different at all from his, hey, it's Tuesday look. And we love to see it. An iconic scene, an epic scene, really. Epic. I mean, this entire season, I'm just, it's, it's, there are going to be moments of me shipping people, places, and things. And I'm just going to not have words. I'm just going to forget how to be a competent adult. Yeah. Jill, how are you feeling thinking about uh, Stefan and Caroline here? Oh, well, this was the um, Caro nickname, the birth of Caro. <laughs> I said, Damo, Elena, Caro, Steve, Hive, let's fucking go. (laughs) Um, So big fan. (laughs) He is, uh, yeah, they're like so cute together. He's just like, not to like, because he and Elena are obviously really cute, but he's so happy around her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And it's so adorable and I want more. He's so carefree as much as Stefan can be carefree around Caroline. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's like worried that she's going to kill a bunch of people. I fully agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, that said, our next beat is Caroline coming up to Matt. And uh, she gets super jealous of him talking to Amy. And she tells her to um, go stalk someone else single, which is very important because she's compelling her to do the show. And Amy does do so. Yeah, it's fucked. And Caroline's like really mad. She's like, she was flirting with you. And Matt's like, whatever, she's harmless. You don't get to like dodge my calls all the time and then show up here and be jealous. Like it's lame. Yeah, it's not good, Caroline. It is very fair, but obviously he doesn't know what's going on with her, uh, which would make her behavior make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Matt bounces. He goes, I guess, to a different part of the woods or whatever. Yeah, and then Stefan, like, admonishes her, and she is, like, really, really pissed. She's like, whatever, now I have magnifying jealousy issues. That's great. And then she says, my entire personality is killing me, which is relatable. Which really makes Stefan, he's really amused by that. Despite the fact that he's like admonishing her, he's smiling the entire time. Oh my god, he's having so much fun. It's the cutest. I'm so glad he didn't go to Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad that he stayed here and hung out with his best friend. He should have been like, as as a Harvard boy, I just can't go to Duke. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that. I wish he would have said it. Uh, So then anyways, back at Duke. Uh, with our first mention of the sun and the moon curse. Ooh, ah. Mm. Which is um, vampires, sun bad, and then werewolves, moon, control you. <laughs> That's the curse. Aztecs. <laughs> we learn some stuff about werewolves here. We learn that, like, the werewolf and the vampire are natural enemies, yeah. and that there aren't many around because they like vampires hunted them to death because um a werewolf bite is fatal for a vampire uh they are fatal to vampires and the way the curse works is you have to kill someone in order for it to start and they seem to have no control when they shift yeah they have no control but it's like that's it yeah yeah, it really sucks to be a werewolf. Besides, like, I guess Twilight, whatever. Whenever there's werewolf mythology or, or story, it really sucks to be a werewolf. You kind of have no control for the most part. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. And my question is, when Mason was, like, chaining himself up, did he pour vodka into a water bottle? No, there is. it is something he poured in. They don't explain it, though, so we can't talk about what it is. Got it. Yeah, they'll talk about it later. I'll assume it's vodka. It's not vodka, but there is an explanation for what was happening over there. Okay. That would be like extremely chill of him. It seems it's like he's so chill. I was like, yeah, pour some vodka in a water bottle while you're turning into a werewolf. Why not? That would just be telling us that Mason has a drinking problem. I don't know if you want a, a werewolf with a drinking problem. That's fair. I was going to say if he's just like trying to conk himself out, I'm like, that's chill for your brand. <laughs> you should have taken some sleeping pills one by one, like Jeremy. Oh, wait, and there's one more thing. There's one more thing about a stone that we don't know. A moonstone, which is not as ugly as they pretend it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something about that that I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, he wants it. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, all right, many werewolves looked alive hundreds of years ago. We have something now, blah, 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 blah. Damo's insisting, I would have known about this. And they're like, no, you wouldn't have. 
dude, you spent all your time trying to find a way to get Catherine back. When were you like researching the other supernatural shit? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of terrible vision there. So then uh, we're back to the swimming hole. It's night now. Uh, and Steve is a is a good wingman to Kara. Wow, I literally wrote, Steve is good wingman. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, Steve is a good wingman. <laughs> Jill's like, yes, I've infiltrated their stupid brains. They're <laughs> 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 all merging. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Caroline apologizes and uh, they smooch and it's cute. <laughs> And then Stefan's on the phone with Elena, who's giving him all the details on, you know, werewolves and such, and about the bites. Mm-hmm. And then he looks over to see Caroline, and she has gone off to hook up with Matt in the woods, because that's what white people do, so Stefan's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> so, maybe he himself up, but, like, Amy and Tyler uh, walk into the uh, place where he has decided to wolf out. Uh, okay, so yeah, they're going back to um, the slave quarters. Mm-hmm. To which Tyler tells Amy is a room. A room. Ugh, not great, Tyler. So uh, Mason's drinking something. I wrote in my notes what, what's happening, but and then I also wrote, but we don't know that yet. So um, mm-hmm. he takes her to uh, slave quarters. Uh, she confirms that he's single because, again, Caroline told her, like, compelled her to find someone single to stalk. <laughs> To which Michael Trevino replies, oh, yeah, which is great. <laughs> oh, Michael Trevino. Uh, a cute boy. Absolutely wonderful in this scene. And then Mason is, like, running in his in his chain, like, through the woods, trying to find a place to put himself now that Tyler's ruined his plans. In theory, you could be like, why didn't you just tell him to get the fuck out? But, like, obviously, Tyler was saying behind because he's an idiot and he's stubborn but i do like that Mason immediately is like i need to find a way to like pr- protect them get away from them he tried to tie himself up to a tree that fails so into his truck he goes mm-hmm. which it doesn't hold him we find out um, yeah uh but the, the pain screams from mason as he's like starting to transform those got it the fucking suck ah yeah I just, I can, like, I feel his pain. And I don't want to spoil too much, but I do want to say this show's, like, transformation and everything surrounding it is, like, super fucking metal, and that's the way I like my werewolf transformations. <laughs> it's uh, very painful, and uh, wanting to be a werewolf sounds like a stupid idea. Yep. Yeah, it's not even gnarly. It's not fun. You're correct. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, vampires, they're dying to become vampires and everything mm-hmm. but you know it's still their body you know it's just uh heightened mm-hmm. well but werewolves they're like they are transforming their entire form so just think about that Ugh. ow <laughs> ouchie it's, it's an ouchie for sure but meanwhile elena says doppelgangers yeah we say doppelganger like three times in the sea and she asked miss monroe about it and uh, she says she doesn't know much about it. There's not that much information, which way to go, Isabella. You didn't do shit. Um, but she says that doppelgangers usually torment the people they look like, which that kind of, yeah, that defines Catherine. So far, it's ringing pretty true. Whereas Damon is like being a little shifty bitch in the corner and he's being like, mm-hmm, I might know something. <laughs> I love him. Rick's face. He's just so over the demo. Um, Elena crap in this episode. I love Rick. 
he had to do, drive them to Duke, and he's had to deal with this all day. It is very annoying. He's an adult. <laughs> he is an adult. Elena is his stepdaughter, mm-hmm. and Damon's his only friend. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. Uh, and then it kind of ends on like her, like Elena saying, "Like Damon, like if you want to be my friend, you should be honest with me." Yeah, because he's just like, I might know something, but you gotta be my friend. She's like, she's like, well, you're a bad friend, you idiot. Again, um, Damon is fully pulling on her pigtails, and she is annoyed. Damo, you're, you're doing these things wrong. Yes, so then back at the Lockwoods, Tyler and Amy are making out, and Amy decides she is no longer into it because the compulsion wears off. The compulsion wears off because obviously Caroline's not that strong. She's going on the, the, the bunny diet with Stefan. She's definitely not that strong. Yeah. And um, it's... And uh, again, Michael Trevino is very funny in the scene where he is aggressively rejected. So first sign of like, just something good to note for season two is that like they figured out um, Tyler's anger so it doesn't translate itself into him forcing himself on a girl. Great. So that's great. He, he doesn't force himself when she says no, basically. And she says, you know, actually I like Matt. And he just says... Um, okay. <laughs> and he lets her go. Yeah, he's just like, uh, cool, bye. Like, he's just like, oh, that was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Poor guy. Which is really fair. <laughs> it's a poll, it's poll time in the, in the podcast, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach Rorig, or, uh, who plays Matt, obviously, or Michael Trevino, who plays Tyler, what's your choice? Michael Trevino, I want to kiss. <laughs> Mm, pretty fair. Um, if it's if it's between him and Zach Rorig, I think I want to kiss Zach Rorig because he seems like so sweet. Um, and I have like a golden retriever thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I would also uh, very much miss Michael Trevino. Yeah, my answer is absolutely Michael Trevino in every competition of this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was mean. So yeah, that's... That's how horny we are. (laughs) (laughs) Season two allows us in a way season one didn't to be attracted to Michael Trevino and the Tyler character. I fully agree. Yeah. And I am thankful for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to have a situation. You're going to have a lot of situations in season two, Jill. Yeah. (laughs) Season two is the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it is. uh, That is the truth. I'm scared. (laughs) <laughs> you should be <laughs> are you scared of how horny you're gonna get yes good <laughs> very good um so stefan still looking for caroline uh he finds mason's truck um mm-hmm. abandoned so whoops and there are claw marks outside and <laughs> i just wrote <laughs> the chains are off <laughs> because the chains are off isn't this when then the wolf jumps through the window? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so. The chains are off, and then there's and then there's a freaking wolf around. Oh yeah, the, the return of the wolf. Return of the wolf. Uh, so then back at Duke, um, Alaric's like, "Hey, Vanessa, don't don't tell anybody about this." And they're like, let's pretend Courtney Ford will be back for the show, but she never comes back. And I just, I had to check the IMDb. I was like, I guess maybe because she booked True Blood. Because it, it's definitely set up for her to, like, return. 
And she doesn't. So, like, since she doesn't, kind of the purpose of the scene ends up being, like, Galar being like, oh, it's good to, like, feel like Isabel's, like, in my past and I'm moving on. Yay. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation. You're like, okay, I guess we'll see Courtney Ford in the future or something. Maybe she'll be a vampire. Isabel got to her, too. No. Mm-hmm. No. So uh, then we have a Damon and Elena scene that I think is really, really, really good. Uh, it really breaks my heart. Uh, uh, Mr. Ian does a very good job because uh, he, like, when he's Damon, he can do this thing where he uh, is pretending to be casual, but instead he's very, very serious. And it's what he does when he says, you have every right to hate me. I understand. But like, you hated me before and we became friends. Like, it would suck if that was gone forever. So, like, have I lost you forever? (laughs) And Elena's, like, pretty stone-faced. He has given her this book, um, uh, this book uh, that was Catherine's, um, like, or or this book that's about Catherine's family because her last name was Petrova, Katerina Petrova. So it's the Petrova family book. So we learn that yeah, Catherine Pierce is, is not her real name. Her real name is Katerina Petrova. And this is our first mention of Katerina Petrova and Petrova in general. And I wonder where this will go. Uh, hmm. We'll have to see. Jill, are you surprised that Catherine's name is fake? Um, no, because I wrote this season, remember? <laughs> <laughs> the bit is back. <laughs> Just like we wanted it to be. <laughs> Well, Jill, how did you come up with this whole uh, Petrova thing? Is like Pierce yeah. Petrova? How do you get from there? I, it just it came to me in a dream, and <laughs> I went with it. What about the Sun and the Moon curse? How did you, how'd that come to you? <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> Look, when the muse strikes, it strikes, and that's for dang sure. You guys almost just heard a spit take on the podcast. <laughs> I almost just took my water trying to keep it in at you saying Twilight. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with bringing up Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, so now in my notes, I've, I've written these white kids always hooking up in the woods. So true. And then we get uh, an out of control Caroline, which is kind of nasty, honestly. Yeah. She, you know, she sucks some hand blood, and uh, he is um, very alarmed, and uh, it's really sad. Like, he sees her horny eyes, and he, like, yells at her to stop, and she can't stop, and it's very scary. Yeah, and she goes for the neck, and Stefan has to stop her. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to really focus on the, you know, the fact that she lost control. He's like, we need to go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now he's learned that this bite's deadly. He's like, hey, we're going to get the fuck out of here because we need to lead the wolf away from Matt. Yeah, Matt, who is now bleeding profusely. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's really scary. And uh, yeah, they so they just like start sprinting. And Caroline's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? What's chasing us? And Stefan says, it's a werewolf. It'll try to kill us. And it can <laughs> Uh, how's that for stakes? Yeah, and then uh, the wolf uh, jumps on Caroline. Uh-oh. And Tyler, like, shows up and sees them. And Stefan's like, wait, what the fuck? You're not the wolf? <laughs> Which is great. And Tyler's like, stop doing that. And the, the wolf listens to him because we know who it is, obviously. Yeah, it's great. He does just yell, no. And the wolf's like, oh, and runs away. 
super speed wolf running, by the way. Yeah, which we love. So then we see uh, Caroline compels Matt and she says, you're not going to remember what I did to you in the woods or what you saw me become. And uh, she compels him uh, to think that an animal attacked him. I mean, it's a good thing like, that Matt has no family who would press this information. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a good thing he's an orphan boy. Yeah, it's a really good thing that makes none of us very sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Matt's living the life. Yeah. So then uh, Stefan says that he took care of Tyler, which is alarming. I, I, what does that mean? Don't know. He didn't compel him because like Tyler knows what happened. Yep. Uh, so anyway, Stefan says that um, they're going to get Matt on Vervain. Uh, so she won't be able to compel him, but she also like won't be able to drink his blood. And Caroline is uh, really, really horrified by her actions. She's like, this is the one person I never want to hurt. Um, maybe I like shouldn't be with him. Good thing Bonnie wasn't there at the swimming hole and or seen any of this. Yeah, and Stefan and Caroline talk a little bit about Stefan and Elena, and um, he says that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a hard being with a human, basically, is kind of the point that they reach. Uh, but he says he, you know, can't walk away from her. Yeah, he's basically like, uh, I know the risk, but I have to know her. He does know the risk, and he just feels like he has to know her. <laughs> Jill, do you agree that he knows the risk, but he has to know her? He does know the risk, and he does need to know her. <laughs> I agreed, and I think that despite kind of knowing the risks, he has to know her. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're going to get into something really deep if we keep arguing back and forth. If he knows the risk, if he has to know her, so we should probably move on. <laughs> Fair enough. We don't want this to get bogged down. <laughs> we're talking about Tyler's shorts. Uh, Tyler is in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were all over Tyler's shorts, so I feel like you guys wanted to talk about Tyler's shorts. Yeah, Jill would like Last Tyler shorts. Hideous shorts. <laughs> like the worst shorts I have ever seen. I feel like those shorts made sense for Tyler, but I felt like the shirt he was wearing didn't work with the shorts he was wearing. I'm going to ask something very vulnerable. I happened to miss the shorts every time they were mentioned in the chat because I was looking away because I was eating a cheeseburger for dinner. <laughs> Please tell me about these shorts. They were... New length, like small plaid shorts. <laughs> Remember when we were like putting men in in plaid shorts? Here we go. Okay, one moment. I think if he was wearing a different shirt, it would work for him. Ooh, ooh, yeah. The shirt's like a little too boat necked, so it does feel like he's about to go sailing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to third this and agree that these shorts are not it. <laughs> not. Um. So you know who's not wearing shorts? Uh, it's Mason Lockwood. Oh um, yeah, because he's just swinging around. <laughs> What's happening here? Because he shows up naked and covered in mud, and uh, he's like, "Hey, wanna toss me some fucking clothes?" And Tyler's like, oh, holy shit, you were that wolf? And Mason just nods. Mason Lockwood is, like, I feel like a simple character, Mm -hmm. but he's a very good character, and he's very likable. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is Taylor Kitty, because I feel like a lesser actor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would like Mason Lockwood as much as I do. Yeah. He's just got great vibes. 
<laughs> yeah. You could tell he's like seen some shit, but he's still he's still a chill dude. Yeah. He's a, he's a nice boy. Chill. Nice boy agreed. Very nice boy. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Such a nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he tries to gaslight his nephew. Yeah. But he's done with that, obviously. Yeah, he was just doing it because he didn't want to say, like, to talk about the whole killing someone thing. He was trying to protect a child instead of fighting a child. Yeah. Which is A plus in my books. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then we're at the grill and we're with another nice boy, which is Matt. And he is being comforted by Amy. Amy is, like, seriously, she has a plan and she's going to wear this boy down. Amy's going in for the kill and, like, look, respect. <laughs> she knows what she wants and she's going for it. She sees a weak relationship and she is striking. And Caroline sees them. And after what happened tonight, she knows what she must do. Mm-hmm. So she cranks up the jealousy big time. And also, like... I want to feel bad for Amy, but I don't because Amy knows what she's doing. Yeah, she really does. Amy is not innocent. Yeah, she's like, uh, my bad. I gotta go. Girl, you know what you're doing. Yeah, so Matt is pissed. He's like, I thought you said no more drama. And she's like, well, I lied. <laughs> I'm a big old liar. And uh, she's like, yeah, why am, I so, why am I such a little liar? Uh, but yeah, so she um, and Matt break up and it fucking sucks and she cries and it's not it's no good folks because yeah she clearly orchestrates this all so he breaks up for her she's like what are you gonna do break up with me and he's like i guess so Uh. a public breakup um and amy must love it by the way Mm -hmm. i'm sure amy didn't go too far despite being terrified of caroline oh amy is outside the grill waiting to run into matt at the parking lot and be like is everything okay? Like, <laughs> I just heard what happened. <laughs> so our next scene is A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Um, well, there's Jenna with wine. So. Yeah. And Rick fucking smooches her. Yeah. He's like, I should have done that this morning. And I have a question. I have a, I've had a question since the, the original scene in the morning. Yeah. Is Jenna just wearing one hoop earring? Is she? I think so. I don't think there's another hoop earring. Because we only see that hoop earring. We don't see the other ear. Oh my god. Good for her. I don't think it's just the hair covering up. I think she's only wearing one hoop earring. Then I love her. You guys, we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me just thinks like maybe like wardrobe lost the other hoop earring. So they're like, just cover your hair here. And then we'll focus on the other one. I'm like thinking more of like a Mad Men style. Like, did she take one off to talk on the phone and forgot? <laughs> Because that would rule whenever Joan would take off one of her earrings to talk on the phone. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> but, but I do like Joan's idea that it's just a style that we have to bring in into the world. Post-quarantine fashion, baby. <laughs> so then Damon and Elena are on uh, an infamous porch. <laughs> yeah, he says that road trips work well for us. And, you know, he was right the first time. He's less right this time. Uh, so Elena really, really wants the truth about whether or not he saw Jeremy's ring before he stepped his neck. And Damon confesses he didn't. Uh, and his immediate excuse is, Catherine really pissed me off. To which I wrote, grow up. Yeah, he says, Catherine really pissed me off and I snapped. And I got lucky with the ring. I don't know what I would have done if he wasn't wearing it. And he says he's sorry. And like, yeah, he got really fucking lucky. (laughs) Um, it's really fucked up. 
Uh, and I love Elena so much for saying thank you for being honest with me. And the answer to your question about our friendship is yes, you have lost me forever. Because um, look, no meanies. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the height of uh, no meanies. Because honestly, what, what he would have done if um, Jeremy wasn't wearing the ring is nothing but be a little bitch boy because Elena definitely would never talk to him ever again. Yep. Uh, and then he is a little pissed baby about it. It's like, you're, that means like, when I gave you the book, you were lying to me. You're manipulative. You're just like Catherine. And he like runs away. <laughs> this is, does not make her like Catherine at all because it's, she's upset because she cares about someone else. Yeah. And it's like very fucked. And I'm like, come on, buddy. And then our next scene is, um, uh, my 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 beautiful sweet Caroline, uh, just trying to just trying to sleep, and she wakes up and fucking Catherine is hovering over her bed. Yep, uh, talking about so much fun that they will have, and uh, knowing what we're going into in this next episode, uh, Memory Lane, it's not fun. It's not fun for Caroline. It is not. Um, Jill, what do you think about the state of Damon and Elena, and how she's feeling about the whole? killing Jeremy situation uh, as a big Damon and Elena fan. I, I get it. <laughs> it's just, I, I just, you know, they're in high school. I mean, Damon's obviously like old. So he should not be acting like this, but like they're in high school. <laughs> uh-huh. They can be a little dramatic, you know? I was a little bitch in high school. I mean, Elena's in high school. Do you think she's being a little dramatic here? No, I'm trying to defend Damon and I can't do it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just, I like him a lot. (laughs) But in this instance, he's clearly in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Oh yeah, 100% in the wrong. And it's making me mad that I can't find a defense for it. But he's definitely in the wrong. You've really stretched it out defending Damon a lot, and I've I've always been impressed. But I mean, I think there's no harm that you can't defend him this time because it's kind of impossible. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of screwed himself here. (laughs) While we are no huge fans of Jeremy Gilbert, we don't believe you should just kill him. <laughs> you don't believe we should just snap his neck in front of his sister? We're an anti killing Jeremy in front of his sister podcast. I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, that's my platform. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's hard. Like, you know, watching it, like, when I watched it at the time, I I was really, really sad to to hear him, like, admit it. <laughs> but I, you know, I couldn't disagree with what Elena does, and I think it makes you respect her a ton. Yes, if you're a logical person mm-hmm. and not someone that we need to fight. Yeah, I'm bringing up people we need to fight at this point in the podcast. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> I mean, we need to fight so many people. I feel like we've been good in this episode so far. Let's say that we're going to fight our listeners. <laughs> Just making clear that if you uh, think that uh, Elena's overreacting at this point, uh, we will fight you. Yeah, if you are like, Damon just killed Jeremy because he has so many emotions and that's allowed, then I'm going to be like, what? (laughs) Please seek help. (laughs) 
I want I want for you to get help. I want it for you so you'll be better. <laughs> and it's an act of love what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I'll fight you. <laughs> if you refuse to get help, then I'll fight you. Speaking of needing help, let's let's get into this memory lane uh Dream that pretends to be a flashback by, by, by flashing Lockwood Mansion 1864. You know, as dreams do. I wish my dreams had chirons. <laughs> How cool would that be? I want my dream to have the big chirons, like in Captain America Civil War, the one, or, and like Killing Eve, the ones that take up the whole screen. <laughs> I imagine that Jill's nightmares are all chirons because all her, her nightmares are all flashbacks. <laughs> You would be correct. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I love this dream. Where uh, we, you know, it's it is passed off at the beginning as a Lockwood Mansion eighteen sixty four flashback. Uh, everyone's in period clothing. I'm happy. Yeah, Founders Ball, and they're doing uh, the near touch situation. Uh, Stefan and uh, Catherine. I'm screaming. Um, and uh, Damon is watching them, and he is angry. He's also screaming just internally. Yes. And Stefan's like, yeah, my brother's sad. And Catherine's like, well, Damon needs to just, like, deal with the fact that his younger brother's a better dancer. I mean, I'm still waiting for Stefan to do the moonwalk, but yeah. Rude of him to not do the moonwalk. But then, uh, as they're dancing, Catherine looks over at Damon and says, well, it looks like he, like, found someone to dance with. And then Stefan looks back at them, and he's dancing with Elena. Yeah, and then it gets, like, real trippy. And then we're like, it's like, what? They lied to us? It's not a flashback to 1864? Because, like, someone, like, Elena's here and she's wearing jeans. Uh, so then they go to the Mystic Grill, and uh, Damon and Elena play pool, and they were very cute together. And Catherine's all like, but I love you and everything in this this flashback. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, you know, they're back in 1864. They're in the grill. They're, it's like a very, like, surreal. And Catherine's like, please, like, I love you. We'll be together again. And then he wakes up with a start. Yeah, so he was dreaming. It's very Darla getting into Angel's dreams in Angel season two. Yeah. But with more head fuckery. <laughs> um, and he wakes up and Elena's there. And it's really cute. And he's like, oh, wait, he, he, I guess he remembers, like, Elena didn't sleep over. what I'm assuming he remembers. Yes, because he's like, oh, wow, yeah, I had a bad dream. Sorry. Oh, shit. Like, it's lovely. He is really pissed. Catherine says, you have to admit, I'm getting really good at this. Like, she's like, I'm getting better at this. And it's like, ah, yes, you are. Uh, I love it. And she's, uh, you know, teasing him that it's easy to get into his head, which we know is because of the bunny diet. Uh, and, um, he tries to, to, like, come at her, and she says, are we really gonna do this again? You, you, you and I both know that I could rip you to shreds and do my nails at the same time, and I'm just screaming and screaming and screaming. Um, so did you scream nonstop throughout this episode, Morgan? I might have. Um, I, at this point, a friend of the show, uh, Michael Chasen, was, uh, in the room with me, and I was like, Yo, 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 come on, come on, come on. Um, uh, Catherine's pretending to be Elena. (laughs) He was like, okay. (laughs) I was like that. I was very excited. 
So uh, I was essentially screaming the whole episode. Yes, and Michael was like, okay, I guess. He's watching something in his other room. Uh, So anyways, Stefan's like, hey, why are you here? And she's like, for you. It's like, three reasons. You, you, and you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Catherine. Uh, Jill, Catherine says we got in this episode that she came back for Stefan. Do you believe that's why she came back? Um, I want to say no, but this episode kind of convinced me. Yeah, especially the ending. It's like, I guess she did come back for him. Yeah, but I feel like there's got to be more to it. She's got plans on top of plans? Yeah, she's a smart girl. She is. She's uh, the, the ABC show Smart Guy, but it's starring Nina Dobrev and a smart girl. <laughs> Catherine. A great reboot. She's a smart girl. <laughs> and that's the new theme song for the podcast. This is great. <laughs> so then we're at the grill and uh, Elena's sitting alone reading a book. Yeah, she was not spending the night with Stefan. She was at the grill doing her homework. <laughs> and then uh, Damon shows up and she's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's being, again, a little pissed baby. And he's like, so this is where you spend your time when you're not stabbing people in the back. <laughs> so she's like, just tries to leave. She's like, fuck off. And he's like, whatever, I'll see you at Jenna's barbecue. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you going to be there? And he's like, well, it was my idea because he wants to meet Mason Lockwood. I mean, who doesn't? But he wants to meet him for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So he like, you know, told Rick to tell Jenna to do it. And that's me. And like, poor Rick. He didn't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, give Rick a reason to day drink. So. Well, fair enough. (laughs) You just have to lie to your new girlfriend. Then you can day drink. Poor Rick, his only friend is Damon, and Jenna hates Damon. And he is not always a great friend. He's not. Uh, So Damon announces his plan, which is to put some silver into Mason Lockwood and prove he is a werewolf. Wow, Damo, sounds like a great plan that has no holes in it, and I'm sure it will work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love to prove someone's a werewolf with no prank element. So then we go to the Lockwood Mansion, and uh, Mason and Tyler uh, talk. Mason's trying to go to the barbecue, and Tyler's like, hey, what about when you turned into a freaking wolf the other night? I'm surprised he didn't say Brazilian martial arts again. <laughs> Mason's like, you're always on about that. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, Tyler really wants to know how you trigger the curse, and uh, Mason tells him, I won't tell you because then you'll just keep thinking about it, which is correct. That's a fact. Yeah, so then he tries, so then Tyler's like, well, what if, like, I give you the Moonstone? And uh, Mason's like, whatever, forget about the Moonstone, forget I brought it up, I'm out of here. Yeah, he's like, there's a barbecue at Jenna's house, Uh, I'm going. And uh, I just, it wasn't until later in the episode, I was like, you know, if Tyler had come to the barbecue, he would have had to maybe interact with Elena for the second time ever. (laughs) His best friend. (laughs) Again, only one time. The other time was actually him talking to Catherine. <laughs> we are now two seasons into this show. And they have spoken once. Once. <laughs> so then we're back at the Salvatore uh, boarding house and Catherine is reading Stefan's vampire diary. Yeah, uh, she, we need to catch up on things because, you know, she's missed some things in all these hundred years. <laughs> and um, she brings out the fact that she, like, read about the his run-in with a werewolf and she totally knew about them this whole time. (laughs) 
Demons, like, if I don't know about them, they don't exist. Yeah. So she points out, she's like, who do you think was responsible for raiding this town of vampires in 1864? It was the Lockwoods. And now we're interested in a real flashback and not just one of those uh, dream bait and switch things <laughs> where we have uh, Demo introducing his good buddy, George Lockwood, the hero of the Confederacy, which uh, I will say that answers how he triggered his curse because wartime, baby. Yeah, he gives a toast that's like, congrats on loving states' rights. <laughs> it's also so great, it's like, well, he's like, someone had to do it, because obviously Deimos a deserter, so he's just like, you deserted, I'm the, the better one, who just loves slaves so much that I had to keep them. I'm like, yeah, uh, bro. I mean, they're celebrating this hero when they, like, they lost the war. Yep. Yep. You guys lost. Uh, people are great. Uh, and then we get to see Henry. Oh, poor Henry. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, Henry. Uh, just go to Match.com in the future you do. And the poor guy. Again, I would pay lots of money to watch the scene of John Gilbert teaching Henry about the modern world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, in theory, I don't want more John Gilbert, but like watching John Gilbert pretending to not be an asshole and being like sweet and calm with Henry and just patient. Yeah. That would have been great to see. Exasperated patience is is uh, something that David Anders plays very well, uh, and yeah. I would like to see him do it. Maybe we would have finally seen the Gilbert charm if he had <laughs> we'd seen that. True. So uh, basically, Henry's like, holy shit, we, like, there's fucking werewolves. We gotta go. <laughs> and Catherine... Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. She's like, I will protect the vampires. They're my family. This bitch. Fucking bitch. I love her. I love her so much, but I mean, Stephanie calls her out. Yeah, that fucking sucks. So she explains this thing where she's like, from the moment I met George, I knew he'd be a problem. And she says, but the, the deal is the werewolf gene runs in the Lockwood family. It doesn't mean they're all wolves. Which yeah. is, you know, important because it's, like, the curse has to be triggered. Which I, I will say, I'm shocked that Dick Lockwood never killed a person. <laughs> How? How did he, like, not kill a person, like, when he was in a frat and, like, cover it up? Well, he only fights children. <laughs> he was a child when he was in a frat. <laughs> well, I think he only fights people who are, like, smaller than him. And then when once he wins the fight, he's, like, done. <laughs> God, he would have been the worst werewolf. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, but then in this scene with uh, Stephanie Damon, uh, Catherine asks a very good question, which is, hey, why the fuck did you keep this picture of me if you don't like me? <laughs> a very good question. Catherine uh, pulls on Stefan's pigtails. <laughs> uh, but she does it a lot more effectively here. And she's like, you didn't come back here for Elena. You came back here because you want to fall in love with me all over again, which I love. <laughs> and then he, um, their faces get very close. <laughs> and uh, he's like, does some real good angst. And he's like, what is it about you that makes me still care? And then she kisses him and he stabs her with a vervain dart. It's so good. He got, got a little trick. And also we can't. Ignore the fact that she does mock Twilight in this scene also. She does. She does say werewolves are only in very bad movies. Jill, how do you feel? How dare she? <laughs> she's just like, I know she's evil. Yeah, I mean, granted, New Moon is not one of the best of the Twilight series. Jill, rank them now. 
I have a ranking. Do you want me to pull it up? Please. Um, I'm pretty sure I have like Breaking Dawn Part Two pretty high up there. Of course. Um, Twilight's pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. I really like Eclipse. I do. I know a lot of people hate it. And then I'd say New Moon, and then Breaking Dawn Part One. Really, I love Breaking Dawn Part One. I recently rewatched it for the first time in a long time with Michael, and we decided that it slaps. I just, I can't get behind that one. Pregnant Bella is genuinely scary. That's why we think the movie's good. That's fair. That is very fair. The birth is like a terrifying scene. <laughs> I think maybe that's why I don't like it. Okay, fair enough. So this has been Twilight Corner. <laughs> that's sorry, sorry, Twilight Corner. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Catherine is like, hey, you're obsessed with me. And he's like, cool, you're verveined. To which uh, Joe wrote in the chat, good one, Steve. <laughs> it was a good one. Gotta give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he takes her to uh, the Salvatore Cellar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want the truth of why you came back to Mrs. Fall. She's still like, I want you. I love you. All that good stuff. And then he's like, it's torture o'clock. Uh-huh. This is still the Vervain room. So he's like, pulls a little Vervain. He's wearing a glove. Smart boy. Yeah. Puts it right on her face. According to our chat, we're apparently pro torture. <laughs> uh, I'm, look, I'm pro torture if it's hot. Uh, <laughs> um, to clarify, I'm not pro torture, <laughs> but this show is very pro torture. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then at one point she's like, "So, anyways, later that night at the Founders Ball," and Stefan says, "I don't want to hear any more stories about the past," and we're all like, "Who is this, Jill?" <laughs> How did you you feel like you related to Steve in this moment? Absolutely. Team fuck the flashbacks. (laughs) But also, how did you feel about the flashbacks in this episode? Filling in the blanks, basically, about some of the 1864 stuff. Yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't hate them this episode. I didn't mind them. They were fine. Was it because you thought they might be a dream also? No, but they did. I will say they did start to bug me when he was like, confessing his love i was like okay man we get it <laughs> calm down <laughs> so you, you hated that. that scene so the scene where i called him a warrior poet yeah no no not for me <laughs> oh i am excited to talk about that scene in a minute i love it so then the flashback she talks to george lockwood and she like is like hey so i'm a fucking vampire <laughs> And you know that, so I'm just going to let you know, I know you're a werewolf. Uh, so they're kind of, she's kind of like, what, you think I would come here and not know my enemies? Because unlike Damon, Catherine is smart, you guys. <laughs> she just go into situations not knowing things. Right, it's kind of uh, smart to do that. So then he's like, okay, what do you want? And then in the present day, Stefan's like, so what did he want? Which, like, so much for not wanting to hear stories about the past, Stefan. <laughs> uh, then we're in the Gilbert kitchen. And um, Elaine is like, hey, thanks for letting me invite Caroline. She's uh, not well. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenna's like, she's like, I don't care. Why is Damon coming? (laughs) Jenna does not have the time. Jenna does whatever the fuck she wants. She wears one hoop earring if she wants. She's going to daydream and I love her. She had no problem with Damon before. It's because in her mind, Damon and Elena kissed. Yeah. And, you know, and he stayed with Stefan and she knows Elena. So the only way she can kind of like reconcile all of that is like, that was an unwanted kiss. It fucked up. Damon shouldn't be around here anymore, which is really fair. But unfortunately, 
He's her boyfriend's best friend. So uh, then Mason arrives with the shot glasses. And I love him. And I wrote our Alki adults. We love him. Uh, and then uh, Jenna's like being nostalgic and uh, they're being very cute. Alaric's being friendly with them. And then uh, Damon shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his best to be charming. And uh, Jenna is not having it. And uh, Mason's like, oh, Damon, like I've heard good things. And Damon says, really? That's weird. I'm a dick. <laughs> 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 Which is um, truly hilarious of him. And I love it. He also says it with like this amazing grin on his face. And I was like, that's my boy. Uh, it's great. We love a self-aware asshole. <laughs> uh, maybe he could be more self-aware with Elena, but you know. Yeah. So Elena calls Stefan and is like, hey, where are you? Uh, and then she talks with Caroline, who is uh, crunching down on some chips. To, to sublimate the urges. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elena's like, yeah, I know Stefan really, like, hates the, like, bloodlusty part of himself. And Carol- Caroline's like, yeah, and hates that you're a constant temptation. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly stirring the pot for caffeine-related reasons. Yeah, which is like, baby, come on, no. She's got to. Uh, Catherine's scary. I know she's spooky, but I want, I want Caroline, I want, I'm, I will admit Caroline's doing a bad thing here. My fave is problematic. I mean, <laughs> yes, but this is doing a bad thing being threatened, not doing a bad thing just because she was pissed off. Yeah, I fully agree, <laughs> but I'm just trying <laughs> to be a good kid who doesn't just say that her fave is baby all the time. <laughs> but your fave is baby all the time? I mean, my fave is baby. <laughs> Uh, so then, back at the boarding house, uh, we have um, everyone. I don't know. Everyone's being cute. <laughs> is that is that what's happening? I don't know. Stefan's very hot during all of this stuff. I'm d- bad. <laughs> Paul Wesley is looking right this season. Like Jesus, <laughs> truly is. Um, so he's like, like you know, Catherine's kind of trying to play a lot of the same cards that. Caroline's playing in that last scene. She's like, do you have to pretend to be human when you're with Elena? And Stefan's like, I don't pretend to be anything. I'm myself. And she's like, okay, well then does she know that you love me? (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. And Stefan's like, I fucking don't. Leave me alone. And she's like, let me tell you a story from 1864. Before you knew what I was, I was a vampire. And you were just a sweet boy who was in love with me because you thought I was a damsel. He is, I'm going to argue that he's extremely cute in this scene. I love this scene, even if Joe Jill hates it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so great because, like, it, it's a great scene for both of them. Um, I'm going to say, like, especially for uh, Nina Dobrev because I think it's really easy I think it's really easy for um, someone to be charming, but it's really hard to convey being charmed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think that Nina Dobrev's fantastic in the scene is Catherine being like, yeah, I had a great time. I'm here, blah, blah, blah. But then the second Stefan, like, really gets into it and is like, I'm like, I know I'm in competition for your affections, but I'm like falling in love with you. And he gets really intense, like, the way that Nina Dobrev plays, like, complete shock at hearing, like, so much passion. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah, he says, I see you and I see an angel. I was like, damn. Yeah. And 
obviously she was playing to like you know play with these boys and their emotions but this is before she even started doing the compulsion apparently and so she was not expecting these real feelings all of a sudden and it really caught her off guard yeah she like tries to run away to the point where she's like oh fuck like i don't know how to handle this and he's like oh no have i like upset you and she's like no 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 no. i'm just surprised like she like doesn't know how to handle it and it's really great like it's a really good it's a really fucking good performance. And you know that, like, he was directed, like, hey, you gotta, like, completely melt her, like, you know, rock-solid frozen heart in the scene. And he was like, cool, will do. Yeah, and then here comes some idiot that Catherine hates. <laughs> <laughs> the degree to which she hates Damon is, it's so, it's, like, it's so sad. This poor guy. Yeah, she just immediately is like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, but, like, we said I'd be here. And she's like, I don't have time for you. And she compels him to go the fuck away. But he asks, like, is my love not enough? And it just sucks. Yeah, she's like, get the fuck out. See, Catherine just had to play around. She had to have her toys. Because she wanted Stefan. It could have just been Stefan. But she had yeah. to, like, fuck around with Damon just for the fun of it. And that's wrong. That is wrong. That is bad. We, yeah, we don't have to say that Catherine's baby. We all know she's evil. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Catherine, Catherine may be my baby, but she is evil. Um, yeah. So then back in the present day, we're playing Pictionary. <laughs> A classic scene. An iconic scene. So cute. Damon's doing Dancing with Wolves because he drew a wolf in a tutu. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mason gets it and he just says it so bored. And Damon says, like, Mason gets it again, which means that Damon's just been doing dog things, like wolf drawings this entire time. And Mason gets it each time. Which is so fucking annoying. And then, like, in the kitchen, um, Elena and Damon have a quick, like, couple of lines together where Damon's like, ugh, Aunt Jenna's getting drunk. And Elena's like, stop, like, plying her with alcohol then. She's like, oh, but I want her to like me. But instead it just makes her mean. She's just blunt now. She's drunk and blunt and about how she hates him. It's fucking great. And uh, then uh, Jenna and Damon have this little conversation where he's like trying really hard to charm her. And he's like, look, I know what you must think of me. And he says, no, you don't. You've never dated you. I have dated many yous. Yes, you have, Jenna. And then we uh, find the old uh, Summer's silver set. And Damon was ready to do something stupid. He's feeling it. Uh, so anyways, back at the boarding house. Stefan tells uh, Catherine, it wasn't real. I remember you compelling me. And then she's like, hey, that's not exactly what happened. I only did that after I revealed I was a vampire. You were telling me you loved me even before then. Mm-hmm. But he could have removed that from his mind, didn't he? Yep, he did. Which is like pretty crazy. So then um, she explains that back in 1864, she made a deal with George Lockwood to rid the town of vampires. Yeah, her family that she loves so dearly, her best friend. Fuck you, Catherine. I was, I'm upset. This is such a dick move. She sold out with like all of the tomb vampires, and she was always going to get away. She sold out poor sweet Harper. Yeah. And Henry, who just wants Match.com. Yeah. Fred Dick. I mean, fine. Sell them out, no matter what. <laughs> and bitch Ann. Bitch <laughs> Never forget bitch <laughs> Rest in power, bitch Ann. Um, so then in the present day, Stefan is understandably pissed. 
he's like, you fucking knew they were going to do that. And Catherine's like, yeah, I practically lit the match. And he's like, you sold them out. And she's like, yeah, without blinking. Yeah, he's like, they were your friends. They were your family. And she's basically like, I will always put my survival over the, like other people. Always. Which, like, you don't get to be as old as she is without doing that, I guess. But also, Jesus Christ, Catherine. Yep, it's really fucked. So then uh, we're back at, at Jenna's barbecue, and uh, Damon's like, hey, what about this pie? Uh, why don't you use this silver to cut it? Mason eats with his hands like an animal instead of touching the silver knife. And Damon's like, aha. And then Mason also makes a bunch of jokes about being an animal and calling Damon a, a lady killer. And we're having fun. Yeah. And uh, like fucking calling him a lone wolf. And I'm like, guys, what, what a subtle set of boys here. I mean, Alark the whole time is like, I just hope they don't fight in Jenna's home. Yeah, Alark's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hate this. Like, Alark's like, I just want to hang out with my new, like, like, I just started, like, actually dating Jenna in earnest again. And I, like, really would like it to be normal. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, so then uh, Elena um, is talking to Caroline in the living room and she's like, hey, would it be bad if I abandoned you and went to Stevens? And Caroline's like, oh no, don't leave. And she's super shady. Uh, she, she offers to drive and then she goes outside and uh, like deflates her tire. Smooth move. So shifty shit over there. So back in the cellar, um, Stefan and Catherine are still talking, and Stefan kind of like deduces, okay, if you sent 26 of your friends to their death, um, you must have been running from something. Um, and Catherine says, everyone has a past, Stefan. Mine needs to stay far, far away. And we don't get more details on that, will we? Mm. <laughs> So, uh, so like, she's like, okay, I, like, knew the roundup was about to happen, so I made sure I could see you, but your dad poisoned your blood, and we see all the flashbacks from season one that we remember, uh, and she's like, and then Damon fucking almost ruined the whole goddamn thing. And Stefan's like, <laughs> she hates him so much. Trying to save you. And Catherine's like, well, whatever, I didn't want to be saved. And we see them getting shot in the footage from season one, and Stefan's like, okay, so we died for nothing then. And Catherine's like, no, Stefan, you died for love. And Stefan is like, I'm going to murder you. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy that she's so upset with Damon for fucking everything up. When like Stefan is the one who's like, I have to talk to Giuseppe. And <laughs> Stefan was the idiot. Very true. So then back in the present back in the present day at Jenna's barbecue, there is talk of everyone playing Guitar Hero. And I wish I could have seen this scene. I bet it would have rivaled Gossip Girl's Guitar Hero scene. <laughs> would it have? I mean, it's a pretty bad scene in Gossip Girl. It's a very long scene. It's, they play Guitar Hero for so long. Because <laughs> apparently Blake Lively was like a Guitar Hero hero. So like, we should make this TV. But she's playing it on easy. <laughs> anyway. Wow, Morgan's like Team Vanessa. <laughs> Uh, so then, basically, like, Mason and Damon, like, kind of come clean with each other, and Mason's like, can you chill the fuck out? Like, I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice boy. He's like, well, you tried to kill my brother, and he was like, that was a fucking goof. 
couldn't chain myself up in time. And once I shift, I don't have any control. Like, this is a dumb old feud that doesn't have to apply to us. Come on. Yes, because, uh, you know, he's a werewolf and he knows that Damo's a vampire. Damo asks him how he knows he's a vampire, which Mason does deflect on that one. Yeah, but he does make the point where he's just like, look, I'm like, my brother died. Like, I'm here for my family. Like, can we just be above this? And he, like, offers his hand to shake, and Damon takes it. And uh, for a second, you think that maybe um, Damon's gonna not fuck this up. <laughs> Instead, he takes uh, a big old silver knife from the cutlery box, which Jenna's gonna notice that. Will she? Well, I guess she's a little drunk, so maybe <laughs> somewhere in Caroline's car. Um, and, uh, Caroline does more, uh, musing about, uh, human vampire, uh, couplings. She's doing like a full-on stand-up set. Like, <laughs> what is the deal? With well, the woman standing for cars. One of you drinks blood, the other one drinks a milkshake. What? <laughs> <laughs> one of you drinks blood, the other one needs a ring. <laughs> oh, my God. A pretty good Seinfeld impression. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I um, I have a passion for doing a really bad Jerry Seinfeld impression. And I'm so sorry for um, every time I'm going to do it on the podcast. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also the scene is product placement, which I, I knew was coming and I was very excited. Look, I love this music almost as much as I love driving my Ford automobile. <laughs> It's been a while since we've seen Bing, so I'm sure there's big things on the horizon for Bing. I, like, I am very affectionate towards, like, all CW. Like, I'm affectionate towards a lot of product placement because it's usually a show I like just trying to afford something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just do what you gotta do, friends. Of course, yeah. So uh, then the tire blows and Caroline's like, oh no, how could this have happened? <laughs> oh no. Then we're back at the barbecue and it is winding down. <laughs> the first thing in my notes is Mason is such a good guy. Because as I said in the chat, Mason said fuck toxic masculinity and Damon's like, oh no, I like that. Mm-hmm. It sucks because Mason's like, like, come on, like everyone go drink with me at the grill. And everybody's like, no, we're good. And uh, Mason... <laughs> Mason's telling like, hey, Alaric, we're going to catch that game next week. And uh, Damon later is like, hey, Alaric, let's you and I uh, not catch that game next week. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> he really is. Also, if this were last season, they would have all taken Mason up on his offer to go drink at the grill. I'm just saying. Yeah, come on. Don't pretend you guys are mature. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Jenna, Jenna like seems like she's starting to warm up to Damon maybe a little bit again. She just says she's like undecided. Which is better than just full of hate. Yeah. So then uh, Caroline and Elena are on the side of the road with the car. And Elena's like, well, maybe I'll just walk. Uh, and Caroline is not having it. She's like, no, 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 wait, I'll call again. Like, don't, we can't leave my car. And uh, Elena's getting really agitated. She's like, I'm worried about Stefan. And Caroline's like, why are you hurrying to get to a relationship that will never work? <laughs> oh, yeah. Caroline just like really lays it on completely thick. She brings up him being hot when uh, she's 75 brings up the lack of children and caroline does make a good point and she says and you are too maternal to not have children yeah but i believe her 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 exact line of dialogue is you're gonna be 70 and in diapers and he's still gonna be smoking hot (laughs) (laughs) oh caroline 
I love her so much. And uh, Elena is um, not amused. And she and the tow truck driver gets there. He's crazy hot. And Elena decides to walk. Yeah. And Caroline grabs her uh, and lines like, you're hurting me. And Caroline makes it like, please, like, please don't leave me. Which is what you see. Yeah. Caroline's terrified. And that's why she's doing this ridiculous trying to break up Stefan and Elena. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't work. Elena leaves, which is sad. But she leaves Caroline with a very hot tow truck driver. So yeah, hopefully there's a fanfic. Uh, hell yeah. But also, I was just like, don't leave her alone with a human when she's like, really, like on edge. Like that would be my thing. I'm like, you should make sure your friends. Okay. Yeah. Outside the Mystic Grill, uh, Damon and uh, Mason have a confrontation. And uh, Damon fucking stabs Mason. And he's like, I'm going to put him in the back of his truck and drive away. But then Mason gets up and he's like, haha, silver's a myth. I bet werewolves created it. Then Mason says, now you've made an enemy. And Damo, you stupid fucking idiot. Another one of your plans go to shit. Again, he fully had, like, something that was not a problem in his life, that he made a problem. Jill, what do you think about Damo doing this? (sighs) I mean... (laughs) I get him grabbing the knife just, you know, like, as a precaution, just in case. I get it. Uh Uh-huh. But actually fucking stabbing him, my guy. (laughs) Like, you gotta use that brain sometimes, you know? I I, I will, like, let you know that it gets easier to defend Damon in this season, like, later in the season. Oh, yeah. In these first few episodes, it's like, he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's so dumb. He is, uh, yeah, he's not being very smart here. He's being incredibly reactive. Elena tried to stop him. That didn't work. And Stefan's not around to stop him either. I feel like Laura just wants to have a nice day. I feel like Damo needs more people to tell him, like, no in this episode. And he doesn't have any of them to do so. It's very sad. Uh, so then we're back to the cellar and uh, Catherine threatens Elena and uh, Stefan doesn't like that. He uh, gets a steak and he's like going to steak her, but then he can't do it. And she's like, oh, that's because you love me. That's what that means. Not that he wants more information. It's because he loves you. Yeah. And she's like, if you fucking like, if you don't remove Elena from your life, I will kill everyone that she loves while she watches. And then I'll kill her while you watch. Ah. Uh love not toxic at all (laughs) so he fucking strangles her and he's like gonna stake her again he's like don't think i won't kill you and then she's like okay i'm done playing around she fucking rips out of all of the chains and she's like i fucking sip vervain every day and i have for the last 145 years i got caught off guard once and i'm not gonna let it happen again it doesn't hurt me anymore and stefan is like fucking blown away at this point he's like holy shit what what in the world and she's like i told you i missed you <laughs> like i just wanted to hear out. yeah uh, i believe in the chat morgan said to him he was torturing her to her they were on a date yeah she's like this is a date and he's like this is a hostage situation <laughs> this is arguably a kidnapping and interrogation who among us hasn't kidnapped someone we're in love with Oh, yeah. So then Elena shows up and we get a uh, a line that will be in a thousand previously on. Uh, Catherine saying, you must be Elena. And Elena saying, how is it possible? How do we look exactly alike? Get ready for that in the previous Jill. Oh, boy. 
every time. Season two has some banger previouslys as we go on that like, I can't wait to recite over and over again. Yeah. I might do some accents, you guys. Ooh. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your accent work. So now that Elaine has asked, you know, how do we look alike? Uh, Catherine says, you're asking the wrong questions. And then she zoops off. And so it's like, hey, Elena, are you okay? Well, Elena tried very hard to com- like compose herself and not show that how terrified she was of Catherine. But she was clearly very terrified. Yeah. And it's like really sad. Then also really sad uh, at the Mystic Grill. Fucking uh, Catherine is mean to Caroline. And is like, why can't you follow through on like a simple task? And uh, she says she threatens her and says, you know, like, I already killed you once. I'll do it again. At least Catherine and Damon have something in common, which is that they're big meanies to Caroline. Yeah, I'll fight them both. <laughs> <laughs> Take them on. I'll do it. I don't care. Uh, so then Lockwood Mansion. Tyler is, you know, Googling Moonstone. He's bigging Moonstone. <laughs> and um, Tyler's like, how was your barbecue? And Mason's like, not great. <laughs> I mean, it was until, like, the end. Until the stabbing. So, yeah, so, like, Mason's like, are you still pissed? Tyler's like, are you still keeping secrets? <laughs> and uh, they're, you know, sniffing around each other. So finally, Tyler wears him down. And he's like... Fine. To trigger the curse, you have to kill somebody. You have to take another person's life, and then the curse is yours forever. Like, how's that fucking sound? Being a werewolf sucks. Yeah, it's no fun. Um, I have written angie boys in my... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jill, I know you shouldn't ask in the chat, like, who'd Mason kill? Yeah. Um, what do you think is up with Mason, the chillest boy around, killing somebody? I have a feeling that's why he's chill. He's like, I killed a man and I loved it. And it relaxed me. Or maybe he killed his abusive dad and was like, I can chill now. I actually kind of like that idea. Uh, is it possible that if you trick, like you trigger the curse, you do kill someone, but you no longer have the rage inside of you that Tyler currently has? Is that like the trade off? Yeah. I think, I think there's, a, there's a chance that that's true. Like living with that over your head is very uh, tension creating. Yes, very tension-creating. Yeah, I know how to talk. <laughs> Speaking of talking, Stefan and Elena do that at the grill. Mm-hmm. First, they talk to Caroline really quick, and Caroline's like, sorry. And Elena's like, it's fine. Everything you're saying is right. It's just hard for me to hear. You're just being a good friend. And uh, she, apo- like, Caroline apologizes again. It's really, like, you can tell she's really, really sincere. It is sad. Stefan and Elena sit down, and they... They're fighting. Oh, they're, uh, I wrote in my notes, uh, something like this performative breakup. Yep. They've been going, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, so yeah, they're like, oh, spending all the time with your jealous ex will do that to you. Like they're being uh, very, they're sniping at each other uh, very well. And um, Elena's like, if Catherine had her way, we'd be breaking up right now. And Stefan's like, well, she's used to getting her away. <laughs> And uh, like Elena's like, this is what she wants. She wants us to fight. She wants to get between us. And Stefan looks at her really dramatically and says, she already has Elena. Caroline's listening in, but also Demo, little dweeb is listening in and he's so happy. They broke up. Like, grow up, adult man. (laughs) She's in high school. (laughs) Leave her alone. Get a job. <laughs> Fully, it's the Demi Lovato like Instagram comments. Get away from her. Get a job. 
but it's fine. I I do love Damon. I love Devin. It's just very funny to make fun of them. He's so happy that his brother is dumping his high school girlfriend. Yeah. Because they're soulmates. Oh, wow. We're, we're throwing the S word around, Jill? The S word. <laughs> so then uh, outside, uh, Damon and Catherine have a little run-in. And they are being bitches to each other. But of course, he's not going to do anything stupid because right now he's walking on sunshine because Elena's available. What a nerd. <laughs> I love Catherine and Damon just being um, assholes to each other. It's uh, one of my favorite types of scenes. It's usually like, well, both of you guys are jerks and you're really fun to watch be mean, but you're often being mean to someone I like. But if you're being mean to each other, it like kind of cancels everything out. On Catherine's end, it's funny because it's like, wow, she's still just an asshole to this guy that she was always an asshole to, and he just missed that. And for Damon, it's like, I feel like you, you deserve to get to like be an asshole to her. She kind of she fucked fucked you up, man. Yeah, you're like you're allowed to be mean to her. She's very awful to you. Yeah, yeah. So then Elena goes back to her room, rocked from her very real fight with her now ex boyfriend, and then who is in her bedroom but Stefan? <laughs> Good old Steve. The fight was fake! Jill, what do you think about the fight? Were you like, is this real? For a second, but of course I wrote the show, so I was like, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to write it so people think that they're breaking up, but really, they're not. Not yet. I will tell you this. In 2010, Morgan Marie Ludich freaked the fuck out for this reveal. <laughs> Them being broken up, but actually still in love privately, like, blew my mind. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, my God. Like, I re- I genuinely couldn't handle it. Uh, I still think it's a very good dynamic, but I, I it, yeah, Teen Morgan couldn't, couldn't hang. Yeah, I don't remember if I believed it. Watching it now, it's just... It's clearly very performative, what is happening at the grill. It's, uh, it's cute, but they they kind of talk about it. They're like, that felt really real, which isn't fun, because we like each other. But, like, Caroline was so obviously spying on us, which means that Catherine's gotten to her, and that's really fucked up. They're so smart. But at least they're not mad at Caroline. They realize Catherine's scary. Yeah, which is good. And uh, Stefan's kind of like, look, I know Catherine's not here just to get me back, no matter what she says. I know her. And she doesn't care about anyone but herself. She never has. She's incapable of love. And then we cut to Catherine alone in the town square, looking at the moon. And we cut to the woods in 1864, and she like jo- she and George are like trading the moonstone for her escape, and she looks at uh, Stefan and Damon, you know, dead on the ground, <laughs> kisses Stefan's corpse, and she says, "I love you. We'll be together again. I promise." And she gives a little smooch, and then in the present day, she's just like touching her lips like she was after they kissed that time when he said he loved her, and I am like. Ooh, I love Catherine. <laughs> yeah, and that's how the episode ends, which definitely suggests, yes, she is just here for Stefan. And honestly, I kind of love the idea that she's just gone psychotic and is going to ruin everyone's life just because she wants her boyfriend back. Yeah. It might be slightly regressive, but the way they do it, it's going to be like, well, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. Let her have the boy she wants. Um, and also Sarah Bareilles plays, uh, again, they played Sarah Bareilles in both of these episodes the same song. <laughs> 
And this is when I say in the chat that Sarah Bareilles is this show's love language, which I think is true. And I don't disagree with them. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so we've talked about these episodes. Fair listeners, you probably won't know because of my seamless editing, but we had a lot of technical difficulties uh, recording this one right here. This was a tough one. Uh, yeah, we started talking about Tyler Lockwood's hotness and they got like uh, so angry at us and it was... Stops us from recording. Uh, they're trying to keep us from telling the truth. <laughs> and I won't allow it. But I will allow some rankings from Jill for these episodes. Ooh. Number one, take a wild guess. <laughs> Carol Lockwood. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> for her frank discussion about slavery times, it's Carol Lockwood. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, on number one, obviously. Um, I'll keep Bonnie at two. I'm going to put Catherine at three. And I'm going to put Caroline at four. And I'll put Mason at five. I'll go there. Yeah. Damn. The top five. Hell yeah. yeah. A chill boy who is loved. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a chill boy who is very loved here. So yeah, this is a pro Mason Lockwood podcast. Absolutely. Should we talk crushes? I think we should. Well, speaking of Mason Lockwood, <laughs> uh, my crush for uh, Bad Moon Rising is Mason Lockwood. Really? Yeah, he's cute. Um, I like him. <laughs> it is my argument that he is cute and good. <laughs> so you can uh, try to challenge me on that if you like. And then my uh, very, I'm going to shock you all and tell you that my crush for memory lane is none other than Catherine Pierce. <laughs> Hate to drop these bombs on you all. Uh, yeah, uh, I will tell my crushes, which are also Mason Lockwood and Catherine Pierce. Hell yes. Wow. I'm going to be honest. For the first episode, I'm tied between Caroline and Mason. Mm. And then Catherine. <laughs> yeah. So you're not surprised by her choices at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm this, I love this for us. <laughs> I mean, points were made. The points are largely that we think Catherine's hot. We've obviously chosen different like crushes from each other in other episodes, but mm-hmm. I'm waiting for like when it like they become so like wildly divergent where we're like, really, that was your crush. I, we're definitely gonna get there, and I can't wait. Yeah. Because uh, eventually the crush section is gonna turn into a debate, and I think that will be very fun. <laughs> Joe, like, we, as much as we're enjoying all this, we're, like, waiting to the point where we, like, start getting into verbal arguments with each other. I love fights, so let's do it. <laughs> I, I, I fear the point where this gets contentious. <laughs> I, I do wonder how, how far we'll get into the show, though, before it happens. Season three, yeah, well, yeah, probably. I know season four for sure, but like season three, probably. Yeah, maybe season three it'll start to happen a little bit. Well, I think now it's time for plugs. I think we reached that part of the show. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Lafergs, and from there you can find my writing and all my tweets. No tweets about Vampire Diaries lately because I don't want to accidentally get Jill spoiled. But you know, I'm always thinking about it. I'm always thinking about my favorite flashback that's ever happened. Uh, I always want to talk about that, but I can't anymore because of Jill. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is really just a lot of a lot of resentment of Jill these days. So enjoy that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>
You can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich. Um, I am uh, tweeting about um, being quarantined and uh, having to write a lot of freelance werewolf erotica. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins, but two I instead of two L's. <laughs> um, I don't know what I tweet about. It's It was about the Jonas Brothers for a long time. I just, I, whatever floats into my brain is like, sure, let's share this with the world. Yeah, people say I'm hard to pin down with my tweets, but Jill, I feel like you more so. Yeah. <laughs> you're, a, you're a mystery, but in a great way. You're an enigma, if you will. Ooh, <laughs> how exciting. And on that note. <laughs> yeah, it's now time to end the show, uh, as we always do, which is Morgan Sings Cut by Plum. <laughs> um, t- I'm not a stranger. <laughs> no, I am yours. <laughs> Something, yeah. something, something. Can you fade me out? Yeah. <laughs> you get to the chorus at least. <laughs> you gotta get to the chorus before I can fade you out. I can't remember a song. I don't wanna be afraid. <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> Cut by plum. <laughs> Cut by plum. <laughs> it's cut by plum. <laughs> it's cut by plum. I'm never gonna stop the recording. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, spam plum for clear skin. <laughs> Can you fade me out? I don't want to be afraid. Something, something, something. Cut by plum. Cut by plum. It's cut by plum. It's cut by plum. Sam Plum for clear skin. <laughs>